Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to chase somebody else's dreams. Just figure out what you want. And I understand that's difficult because there's so much other stimulus that comes into our lives that's telling us, no, you need to be this, you need to be that. If you shut up and listen to yourself and figure out what you actually want, that is the greatest gift you can give yourself. And in the world of relationships in your life, it's just easier. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Matt Halloran, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Proudmouth. Imagine what your business would be like if you didn't have to chase prospects. Matt Halloran and Kirk Lowe co-founded Proudmouth to help you sell less and advise more by amplifying your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who'll chase you down instead. To date, Matt and his team have produced over 4,000 podcast episodes and over 50,000 social media posts in one of the most highly regulated industries, financial services. A former business and life coach to top advisors, Matt has helped advisors understand how to create trust and build rapport before they've ever even met a prospect or center of influence, anybody for that matter. Matt has studied the way people communicate for over 20 years and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal as an expert in digital communications. And he's also the author of the Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors the first social media book dedicated to financial services. He has now combined his extensive knowledge and expertise in business and coaching with one of his passions, podcasting. Matt has hosted and been on over a thousand podcasts. He's also the host of Proudmouth's podcast, the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, where he shares marketing strategies tailored for advisors and connects with top industry leaders. And don't forget, Be Your Own Loud, which features amazing people who've gained influence by being unapologetically themselves. Listen in for some great takeaways about how you can be your own loud and magnetically attract fans for your business. And who doesn't want that? I have the pleasure today of having one of my favorite people, Matt Halloran, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Proudmouth. Now, in full disclosure, he and I knew of each other for a long time. We only got to meet in person late last year, but I'll tell you, one of the best people I've met, and I can't wait for this conversation. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for having me, brother. I really appreciate it. So listen, I know a lot about you. I've been following you for a number of years. We've had a lot of personal conversation as well, but I want our audience to understand who you are. Can you share with our audience who Matt Halloran is? Sure. 
My day job is that we run the largest podcasting company for financial services professionals in North America. So that's what I do for a living. My partner, Kirk Lowe, and I started about five years ago, and we've really been humming ever since. It's been a lot of fun, and we really enjoy our ultimate goal is to help financial advisors you know, stop really being the best kept secret in their area and just get their voice out in the marketplace. There's so much great, and your podcast is a great example of this, you know, being able to provide great financial education to the masses who might not get access to you directly for lots of reasons, location, assets, time, whatever. That's the power of podcasting. And so that's who we are and that's what we do. That's amazing. And any personal interest you could share or what? Well, sure. So I am very nerdy, very nerdy. So I play lots of board games. I also do metal art. So I actually take recycled car parts and turn them into art. Luckily, Larry, my wife likes it because I don't actually sell any of it right now. It's in my yard, but I do everything from like I do flowers and I had a fairy series that I did. And so, yeah, I started welding after watching this lady on YouTube called Barbie the Welder. And I thought to myself, man, she's really teaching me how to do this. So I went out and bought a welder and it's been downhill ever since. And it's a heck of a hobby. Hey, listen, I think your wife probably is a big fan. Get you out of the house and gets her some free time. So, hey, that's right. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, I've heard you share how you and your partner, Kirk, just clicked. Right. And this trust, you know, got your leap of faith venture off the ground and has really helped it grow so much. You know, what do you attribute this success to? Well, I was really against partnerships for a long time, Larry. And in fact, when I was a coach and a consultant in financial services, I rarely saw partnerships that ever worked. But there was two that I worked with that were fantastic. And the reason why they worked so well is because they were fundamentally different people who had fundamental different skill sets. So my business partner, he's a genius, right? A marketing guy, branding guy, design guy. He's so creative but he's also unbelievably detail-oriented. So he's a very strange combination of basically like right brain, left brain sort of stuff. Those are things I'm not good at. I don't venture there. I don't want to venture there. That's his lane. What he needed and what we found out was he needed a boisterous face for the company who could create copious amounts of content, who was very motivational, and who was going to be able to help build this system. So he didn't really have any background in the world of podcasting and social media, I wrote the first book on social media for financial advisors, and I started doing radio at 13. And so we didn't have a viable product. Larry, when we met, we didn't even know what we we're going to do. We're like, look, I just like you, dude. You're awesome. You know, you complete me literally as a human being, as a business entity. And then we we're like, hey, let's try this podcasting thing. It took us about three months. Now, mind you, there have been toes stepped on along the way, as it was with any relationship over five years. But one of the things that I really like is my background is actually as a therapist, and I did marriage counseling for a number of years. And the number one reasons why marriages fall apart is clear expectations aren't set. So Kirk and I have expectation meetings. We will say, okay, where are you at with this? Where do you want me at with this? And because of that, it's actually, it's been really nice. It sounds like he is the visionary. 
and you are the integrator. Are you familiar with That's EOS? Right. Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it sounds like that. And then you have your same page meetings or your level 10s get on the same page. So those expectations are there. And, it, you know, it makes for a great opportunity to build a business because you guys are so complimentary, right? By the way, I interviewed a lady, Andrea Shalapia Lopez, who's an EOS genius. And it was one of the most fun episodes because she was saying things and I'm like, yeah, we do that. Hey, we do that. That was awesome. I was like, checking boxes, Larry. It was really cool. Yeah, we are a big fan of EOS. We use it here. And I've had EOS implementer Mitchell York on the show. And uh, I've interviewed Gino Wickman, one of his partners, Rob Dubay. He's been on the show talking about the 10 disciplines, which is, you know, a fairly new book that him and oh, okay. Gino had compiled. It's great stuff. So I got to ask you, Proud Mouth, what's behind that name? What does it mean? And what is it to project? Because it's a very, I think, meaningful name. Well, we were top advisor marketing at first, and actually we had a lot of market share and a lot of brand depth there. And then my business partner went to a conference called The Gathering, where all of these unbelievable marketing minds hang out. It's an invite-only thing, and it's in Banff in Canada. And he came back and he said, Matt, we're going to hire this team to rebrand us. And I was like, well, that sounds expensive. <laughs> he was like, it's going to be expensive, but it's going to be worth it. So as we're going through this brand discovery thing with Rob Howard and his team, who are the branding people that we worked with, and we still work with today, by the way, he's on Retainer. He's a resource that we use all the time. One of the things that we really kept saying is we want advisors to be proud of getting their voice out in the marketplace. It's so important. This should not be a secret anymore. And again, getting back to that advisors being the best kept secret. The other thing that kept happening was be your own loud. Kirk and I, before we became Proudmouth, were at a conference and uh, we were testing everything, Larry. As you remember way back when you started the, you know, your firm, you're just testing. Sure. The, oh, did that land? We need to write that down. And I'm sitting there talking to an advisor and I said, dude, you just have to be your own loud. And Kirk whipped around. We're in two independent conversations. He's like, write that down. So I wrote that down. And then a little while later, I was saying, you know, you have to be your own loud. And he did it again. He's write that down. So when we brought that to Rob and his team, be your own loud, rise above the noise, be proud of what you had to say. Everything really started going from there. And then Influence Accelerator is really, that's who we are. So we're known as a podcasting company because we've been podcasting with financial advisors for so long. But really what we do is we help accelerate advisors from talking to skeptics to working with fans. And we built this entire system based off of that. And my favorite part about this whole proud mouth evolution is I didn't think we were ever going to do any of that, but we were <laughs> producing all of this content for advisors just like you. They would say, oh my God, Matt, that really worked. And so that's where my partner's visionary stuff comes in. And he started breaking things apart and all of that sort of stuff. And it, we became Proudmouth. In fact, everything changed for our company when we rebranded. I mean, we were doing all right as top advisor marketing, but man, when Proudmouth and our messaging changed, rise above the noise, be your own loud, stop being the best kept secret – we just exploded onto the scene and it's been really freaking neat. Everything was aligned at that point, right? I love it. I think it's great. Obviously, because you're in this vertical with advisors, you think it's a great tool. I think it's a great tool for really any business whatsoever. So any entrepreneur listening to this could really take to heart and implement some of this because I think it's applicable uh, across all kinds of business lines, right? So why do you think that podcasting is such an effective marketing tool? 
It allows people to get to know who you are, what you do, and what makes you unique and different when it's convenient for them. And Larry, that is absolutely the power of all of this. If you sell your expertise for a living, and it doesn't mean you said it right. If you're a estate planning attorney, if you have a roofing or a plumbing company, HVAC, people want to know what you know. And this old school thinking of, well, it's my secret sauce. Listen, Google happened. There's no secret sauce anymore. What they want to know is they want to know you. And Larry, your podcast is a perfect example of this. If people want to know what it's like working with your firm, they listen to the show. In fact, a lot of our clients now use their first three episodes in their whole sales and introductory process because the process is who are you? Tell me your story. What do you do and who do you do it for? And then people come in and they're ready to do business with you because you made it easy for them to feel the Larry-ness, right? Who is this guy? Why do I feel a connection with him or her? And man, the amount of sales calls you have, all of that stuff has shrunk exponentially. We went from having 12 to 18 calls to four, right? And our clients are having the same sort of success. And if you're an entrepreneur listening, this is easy. It's portable. It's not hard to execute. As you develop, like you have, you're going to add levels of difficulty or making it better and better because we always want to get better. But you can start with your phone. You can use the program we're using right now, right on your phone. Get a good headset, get an okay mic. You can start recording. Yeah. And I think that's important, you know, in terms of getting it out there and shrinking that sales cycle, whereas people have that opportunity to get to know you where they think it's easiest and best, whether it be in their car or mowing the lawn, right? They can listen to these shows on demand wherever and whenever they are. So the important thing is, yeah, we want to have them listen, but also we want to make sure that if they are listening to something that they feel may resonate with somebody they know, right? Their friends, family, business associates, whoever, you know, that they could share it as well. So what's some advice for those that have podcasts already? What's the best way to make your show shareable so you can exponentially expand that reach that you're making with your individual show and those individual listeners? So there's a deeper question that I think you might be going to, and we might get to that in just a minute. But one of the best things that a lot of people who have their own podcasts don't do is start with their existing friends and family right? That's where you have to start. Send it to everybody that you know. Ask for feedback. What do you think of the show? Just get people to engage. Now, the other thing that I think is really important is turning your podcast into micro content. Now, that's not a word we came up with. In fact, Seth Godin, and there's all sorts of marketing geniuses who came up with that. But you should be taking this longer form piece of content and chopping it up into little micro pieces of content and sharing it with the call to action, whether it's listen to the show, subscribe to the show, come to my website, download this whatever lead magnet, like a white paper or piece of information so that you as the business owner can build this into your funnel. That's really the best possible way to do it. And you have to choose which platforms you want to be on. Now, we do not recommend that you go everywhere right away. In fact, Larry, I don't think you did that either, right? Choose one. So where are your ideal clients are? If you don't know, ask them. (laughs) It's a great conversation. Mm -hmm, And then 
focus there, and then you can expand your reach. But turning one piece, in fact, Gary Vanderchuk is famous for doing this right now. Some people might not know who he is, but he started doing videos on a flip phone, and then he'd send that to a virtual assistant. That virtual assistant would chop up those videos, and now the guy's worth a kabillion dollars, and he's one of the most genius marketers around by just doing what we talk about, which is a proven process. Yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't know who Gary V is these <laughs> days. But hey, listen, you never know. One of the other things that you talk about or we talk about with podcasts are, you know, they're more or less a couple of different formats that you can use, right? You can use it where you're just educating the public about an idea or a concept. And then there's another methodology where you have guests on the show. You know, for me, I tried going the route where I was just going to have a conversation with nobody and have other people listen. And it wasn't a lot of fun for me. And then when I had a guest, I was like, man, this is it for me. So there are people who fall into that bucket that they don't want to talk for 10, 20, 30 minutes, and they want to have guests, but then they're thinking about, well, how am I going to get guests? Where am I going to find them, right? Which hasn't been a problem for our show, but you know, maybe you could share some ideas. If you are running that show where you're going to have guests, how, you know, what are some ways that I can find guests that would fulfill my vertical that I can have on the show and fill my funnel of shows for the foreseeable future? Well, there's two things that I want everybody to hear very clearly. Number one, having guests on your show is the fastest way for you to gain listeners and grow your audience. Because for instance, when you, all of you need to know this, Larry is going to give me this show, the recording of the show, and I am going to share it with tens of thousands of people, right? He doesn't have access to my audience like he's going to have access to my audience because he had me on the show. So we do not believe that guesting is a strategy. It's a foundation of podcasting. People don't want to hear you talk at them for 27 minutes. They want to feel like they're involved passively in a conversation. So that's why interview shows just play better. So I'll leave that there. Put a pin in it now. I'm glad that's the case. And I'm glad I went that route because I could not speak for 10, 15, 27 minutes. Well, believe and, me. and honestly, does anybody really want to hear you speak for that long? I mean, that's I don't brutal. think so. Yeah, nobody wants to hear yeah. me talk for that long. As you know, even Denise doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> well, Denise know? is another, by the way, your wife is one of the greatest people I've met in a long Thank time. Thank you very so, much. All right. So getting back to guests. So how do you find guests? Well, again, start small. Basically, what you want to do is you want to create a, a hit list, right? And this is really important. Podcasting is a show. You guys all have to remember that. This is a performance. There's a performative aspect of it. And you need to set clear expectations with your guests. But getting them is really easy. I don't understand why people have such a hard time with this. Larry, I don't know how many you get. In fact, you're probably insulated from this as I am. We get over a hundred inquiries a week of people wanting to be on our top advisor marketing podcast. And we say no to every one of them. And the reason why is because we have more than enough people who we can get on the show. So the first thing is ask anybody you want. If you're in business, right? Who are your suppliers? Who are your centers of influence? Who are your strategic partners? There's 10 to 15 shows right there. And then, you know, well, what do I ask them? I don't know. Talk about what you talk about. Hey, tell me a little bit about what your biggest struggles are. What are the biggest, newest, coolest things that are coming down the pipeline? This is a great way to grow your show. And they can't be on your show, Larry, unless they are willing to share it with their audience. 
Yeah, I think those are some great advice. And if you start thinking down that road of people that you do business with and challenges that you would call them about for your existing families or clients, that's a great starting point and would definitely fill that that funnel up pretty easily. Now, as somebody who works with a lot of people who are doing podcasts, obviously there are a lot of success stories out there. So can you maybe share with us one of those, hey, podcasting made this happen type story that really would, you know, has resonated with you and would resonate with our audience as well. Well, first off, I'm not just the co-founder and the chief relationship officer here. I'm actually a client. So every single solitary thing that we've done to grow Proudmouth as a very successful firm, we've done it based off our podcast. So we wanted to be our own best success story, Larry. That was really important to us, but a couple of other people. So one, we had one person who graduated from our program, which is fantastic. His whole goal was to get on CNBC, and now he is a weekly contributor to CNBC, and his podcast was his foundation of the social proof that he was unbelievably eloquent, really knew what he was talking about, and had a hell of an audience. So that worked out really well. Now, rubber meets the road with return on investment. Millions and millions of dollars have been generated from podcasts. My, one of my favorite stories is an advisor in Long Island. Basically, his whole system was he was a CPA. And so he works with CPAs. He generated so many new relationships by interviewing the CPAs on his podcast that he's had to hire three new advisors and he's growing on average 25 to 40% year over year. Those are just crazy numbers. And people are like, what is that really just from the podcast? It's because you were able to build such a magnificent relationship within that 30 minutes and they share that with their network. Then they say, well, who's this Larry guy? Why did Larry interview you? Well, I really like Larry. It's basically a testimonial. It's basically a full-blown endorsement because why else would they be on your show? Larry, why would I be on your show if I didn't think you were a great guy? Now, I'm not talking about you being a financial advisor because that's a totally different conversation. I like you as a human. I wanted to be on the show because I give me an excuse to hang out with you and, you know, to see you do your craft. That's what a lot of people want to be on the shows for is they want to see you in action and feel that with you and help deepen that relationship. So so we have another gentleman who's actually in the top five retirement podcasts in the nation. We are part of his system, but the part of the system is podcasting is the hub to this amazing wheel of all of these other marketing activities, but all of his content is created during these sessions. That's amazing and definitely some real tangible results there as well. And I also think to some degree you flip that, right, in terms of the guests that you have on, right? You should also want to have guests that you want to hang out with, that you enjoy, that's going to bring something tangible to the audience. I think that works the same way, right, and has a similar level of success too. One of the things that I always talk about is I hear others talking about wanting to start a podcast, right? And it's something that I remember in the months leading up to me starting mine. It can get overwhelming when you start and you broke it down. You know, hey, you could start with the phone, right? You know, but you start thinking about, well, I need equipment. I need to record this. I need guests. I need to have an, a process. And it could get really overwhelming. So, you know, what advice do you have for those folks who are listening, who are thinking about going down the podcasting route, but you know what, have been hesitant in jumping in, but probably shouldn't, 
you know, to get them thinking on the right track that it's not got to be this overthought process before they get started. I'm sure it doesn't surprise you. I get asked this every podcast that I'm on. So we decided that we were going to try to do something that nobody else had really done before, which is distill all of that for free. So we built the Pod Rocket Academy. Go to podrocketacademy.com, take podcasting 101 for free, 100% free, and we will tell you everything you need to know. Everything from equipment to naming to editing to where to syndicate, how to syndicate, what the heck does syndication mean? How do you come up with your podcast episode? All, everything you could ever need to know, because here's the deal. Do we run a podcasting company? Absolutely. But Larry, I can't help everybody, dude, but I want to help everybody. I want everybody to be able to start. One of my favorite things that I get asked on podcasts all the time is, Matt, aren't there too many podcasts out there? Nobody ever says that about YouTube channels or websites or Instagram accounts, but for some reason, they're hyper-focused on podcasting. Listen, at some point here within the next five to 10 years, every business, either externally or internally, are going to use this medium to help them get their voice out into their internal marketplace or their external marketplace because podcasting is ubiquitous. People listen to shows. People who make over $250,000 a year listen to, on average, six different podcasts a week. So if you're not here, somebody else is eating your lunch for you. Now, Pod Rocket Academy, just so we're on the same page here, that can be used by financial advisors or really any business can go through that academy and learn what they need to know to get a successful podcast off the ground, correct? Yeah, this is absolutely 100% for anybody. It, listen, I don't care if you have a business. If you want to do a podcast on freaking nachos <laughs> with your buddy down the street, go to the academy and take this for free. We really want more and more people out there. And in fact, that level of hyper-focused and niching or niching yourself out is exactly what podcasting is for. If you want to do a podcast on painting miniature figures that you use in Dungeons and Dragons, that's a hell of a podcast. And guess what? Their people are going to listen to it. That's the You're going to listen, right? Well, of course I'm going to listen to it. That's why I use that as an example. But, you know, that's the sort of stuff that I absolutely think more and more people need to know. And you could go to YouTube right now and list, watch probably 10 or 15 videos and figure this out on your own. Or what we did was we just, it's basically, we created a course that's step-by-step -step worksheets and all of those sorts of things. And again, it's absolutely free. If you've ever wanted to start a podcast, we'd love to have you there and learn. Yeah, amazing. I, and I suggest you go take a look and peruse and sign up because it's hugely helpful. And, you know, one of the things you, you talked about, like the space getting overcrowded, right? And I'm going to mess up this statistic, so don't quote me on it. I'm sure you could Google it. But it's seen that although there are a million plus podcasts out there, there are only like 60,000 or something like that that have actually published a episode like in the last 90 days. So there are a lot of people who are not doing it on a regular basis. They're dabbling there. So in, in a world or a space that is so vast, if you are putting out content on a regular basis, which I think is important to the success, and I'm sure that's outlined in the Pod Rocket Academy, you can stand out within those million plus shows that are out there, right? It's called pod fade. It's so real, right? During COVID, millions of podcasts were started, but like less than half made it past six episodes. And then actually it gets even worse as you get to nine to 12. And one of the reasons, Larry, is 
nobody knows how to plan the show. They think, well, I know what I want to talk about. I'm just going to get up and ready to talk. We don't even want you to hit record until you've outlined 12 episodes because we know that gets you over that hump. And we do all of that nerdy research because that's what we do. But pod fade super real, man. And it's something you have to pay attention to and you have to get that momentum started. How many episodes have you done now? Oh, I think we're 130 or 40, somewhere in that neighborhood approaching. And now this is part of your life. It's part of your day. It's actually something we've talked about this that you look forward to. I love it. Like I, like you said earlier, I get to hang out with people I like, people I love, and spend a half hour, 45 minutes and having a great conversation and even learning more about them. I didn't know about the metal art today. Now I do. So I can file that there. So, you know, one of the things we're talking about is long term, right? We're talking about the viability of podcasting also. And I think one of the things that we think about is when we think about marketing, people have a tendency to want to see results right away, right? We hear ROI. What's your ROI? And, you know, with some of these marketing efforts like podcasting, in particular, you may not see that ROI for a year, two, three, maybe four, who knows, you know, that it's going to be a long-term commitment really before you start seeing that ROI. So what do you have to say to those that, you know, are doing it for a while, maybe a year or so, maybe not seeing the ROI, what can they, or should they be doing to kind of remain focused on the long haul in, in terms of that marketing and ROI effort, if you will? There's two parts to this. So the first part that I want you all to consider is look at the companies that have been the most successful that you do business with. They have a 48-month marketing cycle. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't have a 48-month marketing cycle and plan that you're going to let whatever marketing you do sit for four years, you are never going to be a great company. We have to just start there as the foundation. And Larry, we know it's 18 to 24 months before you see net new business. Right. But that doesn't mean that there's not return on investment. So there's five ROIs to podcasting and content. The first one is the content itself has value. One of my favorite stories is I was meeting with one of my clients early on when I did everything. Me, Kirk, and Lisa did everything. I did all the interviews, all the editing, all of that stuff when we first started. And he said, Matt, I don't care if anybody listens to my podcast. And I was like, that hurt my soul, Larry. I was like, ow, dude. And he goes, Matt, all I have to do is say I have a podcast. He said, it makes me look totally (laughs) different than any other advisor. So the content itself has value. The second thing, it's an unbelievable client communication tool. And I know you use this as a client communication tool, right? You are talking to your clients on a regular basis. They know you're there. They know what you're thinking. It's a great way to just deepen relationship with existing clients. Next, it's easier. You said this earlier. It's easier to refer somebody to a podcast than it is to call my guy. Because guess what? Nobody does that crap anymore. If you called me or if you said, hey, Matt, call Larry, I'm going to text you. I already texted you today. (laughs) I'm not going to go ahead and make a call. All right. Number four, centers of influence, right? So we've already talked about with this guest system, you are going to get more referrals from your existing relationships and your centers of influence, whatever that is, strategic partners with a podcast than you are if you don't hands down, no questions asked. And then the last thing, if you do those first four things, great content, great client education, easier to refer, deepen relationships with centers of influence, then guess what? You are going to get new business. We've done about 7,000 episodes now here at our company. We have a run rate of a little over 150 episodes a month. That's not even including all the marketing and stuff that we do internally. This works. I, I can't stress that enough. I get three to five inquiries just inbound per month 
that I'm not going out and finding because they've heard about us through the show, that I was on a show like this. They heard that I was interviewing somebody who they knew. It's just a great way to grow your business, but it is a long-term marketing strategy. And if anybody ever tells you that there is a 10x short-term marketing strategy, they're selling you snake oil and it doesn't. I agree. And I think it was the great Dan Sullivan that said, we overestimate what can be done in a year and underestimate what could be done in 10. So, you know, if you keep that in mind with regard to this process, I think it really resonates well with, with podcasting in particular. And I think it's very poignant. So thank you for that. So I've heard you say many times, if you are yourself, you have no competition. You know, and you talk about that in terms of authenticity. You know, why do you think being authentic is so important? Because if you are truly Larry, there is no other Larry. So you have zero competition. Now, this is a gift I wish everybody who would listen to the show would just give themselves. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to chase somebody else's dreams. Just figure out what you want. And I understand that's difficult because there's so much other stimulus that comes into our lives that's telling us, no, you need to be this, you need to be that. If you shut up and listen to yourself and figure out what you actually want and then give yourself the gift to do this. Now, I just turned 50 recently. I know I look much younger than that, but I turned 50 recently. I appreciate it. And so what ended up happening was about when we became Proudmouth, Kirk and I sat down and said, okay, if we're going to walk the walk, we actually have to talk the talk. And we decided at that moment, I was 48 at the time, that we were going to unapologetically be ourselves. Now that we knew that there were people who were not going to like us. Now, Larry, there are people who I drive them nuts. I'm very muppety, very high energy. I'm goofy. You know, that's just who I am. But I was freaking 48 when I gave myself permission to do that. I wasn't chasing the watches and the cars and the houses and all the stupid entrepreneurial stuff that's out there that people like, oh, you made it. No, I figured out how to make it because I made it that I was going to be able to be myself. And because of that, not only has our business blown up, but more importantly is I don't question who I am anymore. Like, I know that if I'm going to be on a show or if I'm in a meeting, I'm showing up as me. And I know that is a privilege that not everybody maybe feels that they have the opportunity to do. But man, just continue to work towards it. Because in the world of business, that is the greatest gift you can give yourself. And in the world of relationships in your life, it's just easier. Listen, it's a lot more energizing to be who you are than draining to try to pretend to be something or someone else. And, you know, to your point where why you've been so successful is you're attracting those like-minded people who want to be around and surrounded by somebody like you, and you're repelling those people who don't align with you. And that's what we're doing as well. So we're very much aligned like that. And that's why we're here on the show together, right? In the first place. So listen, Matt, a lot of great stuff here, a lot of great tidbits on podcasting and marketing. And, you know, we want people to go check out the Pod Rocket Academy. But we always end each show by asking each one of our guests the same question because. This is the Midland Money Mindset, and we are all about joy. We love having joy on this show. So what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? 
this just sounds so nerdy, dude. I don't need if people are going to understand. So I play two different games with miniatures. Okay. So one of them is a mystical sort of thing. And then the other one is based off superheroes. And I'm playing tonight with a bunch of my friends at a comic book store. And what brought me joy today was building my team that I was bringing to this thing tonight when I battle the other nerdy people who like to do that. So that's actually (laughs) what brought me joy today. And it was a lot of fun. Well, we'll have to stay tuned for part two and see if you won or you lost at the comic book store tonight. You'll have to keep me informed. Send me a text and let me know if you won or lost because I won't call you, especially based upon what you said earlier. But listen, we're going to have all your information in the show notes, obviously. But if people want to learn more about you, learn more about Pod Rocket, what's the easiest and the best place for them to do that? Just follow me on LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn. That's a social media that I prefer, not just personally, but also professionally, because I go there to learn, which is what hopefully all of your people will do. So yeah, just check me out on LinkedIn. Awesome, Matt. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. If you want to learn more about Matt, find him on LinkedIn, Matt Halloran, and uh, he'll be happy to uh, to work with you or talk to you or help you in any way you can. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. Thanks for being a friend and make it a great day. I want to thank Matt Halloran for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. Matt is an unbelievable podcaster, marketer, and human. I've gotten to know him on a personal level over the last year, and he can add value to almost any business owner. Matt exemplifies the concept of not being everything to everyone, but everything to a select group of people. If you're looking to be your own loud and magnetically attract fans for your business, Matt is your guy. Matt Halloran and Proudmouth can be found across most social media platforms and all the contact information needed to find them can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.